the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. Text for our meditation this morning are the words that were read for you earlier. Please join with me in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, you reconcile us to yourself through your only Son, Jesus, the Christ, while we were still sinners. I pray that this message and this sermon series will help us to apply your word in our relationships with others so that we will be reconciled with others as you have reconciled us to yourself through Christ. Amen. So, what happens when you don't get your own way? What happens when your best friend doesn't get her way? What happens when your husband or your significant other doesn't get his way? It's a struggle, isn't it? Let's see what happens to a couple of best friends in this video. Hi guys, are you best friends? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What's your name? Anna-Marie. What's your name? Nicola. How old are you? Two. How old I'm are you? I'm two. No, I'm two. No, you fly. No, I'm I two. two. No, I two. No, I two. No. No, I'm two. No, I two. This is who we are, right? <laughs> Sinful creatures, right? This is what happens. We are created by God to be perfect in that sinful nature. So it fills us. We inherit it from Adam and Eve so that we oftentimes may not act like that as we get older. But truly, we can identify with this, can't we? The scriptures tell us that I was conceived in iniquity, and so were you. In sin did my mother conceive me, King David wrote. The Apostle Paul also explains to us what does this mean and how does this apply to our lives. He says that we are God's enemies, and we daily struggle because of that sinful nature. As a result, Paul wrote in Romans chapter 7, we don't do the things that we should do and we do the things that we shouldn't do. And you know, if you haven't read Romans 7, read it. He describes the struggle we have as sinful human beings. Paul also tells us that we fall short of God's expectations. And as a result of that, we deserve to die, not only physically, but eternally, separated from God forever. It's no wonder... We don't want to claim our sinful identity. We don't want to admit the fact that we are sinners who are condemned to all eternity. But there's, of course, good news that God has for us. The good news that God has for us is that God sees us differently when he sees us in Christ. You see, this new identity means that God has given us this new identity of being a Christian. When you and I are baptized, we know that we can say, I'm a baptized child of God. This gives us 
the best identity we can even think about. I'm baptized, which means I, like you who are baptized, are indeed special in God's sight. And if you have not yet been baptized, I encourage you to talk with us about what does this mean because this is something that God wants for you because he describes you to be his child when you are baptized. Listen again to what we heard in our epistle reading today. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. That old sinful nature really is gone even though it rears its ugly head. But the new has come. It's something very special for us. And because of that, God wants us to be reconciled to him, and he does it through baptism, working through his word. Reconciliation is what this theme of our sermon series is all about. And reconcile, according to Merriam-Webster's dictionary, has two points. First, it means to restore to friendship for harmony, as in he reconciled their factions. And the second is to settle, to resolve, as in they reconciled their differences. The amazing thing to me, and I think for you perhaps, is that God's the one who has reconciled us to himself. He is the one who has changed us. He changes us from being his enemy to becoming an heir, an heir that God wants for us. And most of all, God then says, I want you to remember whose you are. You see, this is important because when we recognize whose we are, we know we are his precious child. We know that he's cleansed us and he's restored us to himself. He ransomed us from sin and death and the devil with the precious blood of Jesus Christ who came and lived and died that we might be ransomed so that we might no longer be separated from God for all eternity and we were brought into his kingdom and near to him by the blood of Jesus Christ. So remember whose you are. And now, although we have this wonderful good news, we often face conflict in our lives, don't we? Most of us know that we should anticipate conflict. We live in a sin-filled world. And you and I are sinners, and we interact with sinners all of the time as a result of that. And nevertheless, conflict oftentimes catches us by surprise. And that's why I am not going to ask you to raise your hand if you are in conflict with someone right now. It may have happened earlier today. May have happened a week ago. May have happened a long time ago. But you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, conflict is normal for us sinful human beings. And you might even be processing right now. Okay, pastor, what do I need to do in order to reconcile 
myself with that person. Or pastor, do I, does it really matter? Should I even really care if I'm ever reconciled with that person? Well, God has something to say about all of this. And he has something to say about it in the Bible, of course. And because God has something to say about it in the Bible, we're going to have this Bible study. Go and be reconciled. What does this mean? It's also reviewing Luther's small catechism. So this particular time, as we focus upon God's word, we're going to be focusing upon what does it mean to be baptized, a baptized child of God. Now, many people, when they think about this particular reconciliation and what does that mean, and I recognize it's very difficult for you to see this particular cross on the right, but I want you to be able to notice that on the right, you're going to be seeing this cross a lot. And those who um, get the Bible study, they're going to have this cross and a pamphlet on it as well. Most people think that in order to be reconciled, they need to focus on this horizontal dimension. This word, it says, be reconciled to others right there. Confess. To the other person forgive as god forgave you and restore gently which we're going to be focusing on in this series but that's four five and six you see this is really what talks about going to to the other person who sinned against us based on matthew 18 right you go to the other person can talk to them about the sin either that that they did against you so that they will be led to repentance and then you forgive them and everything's good right well, before we do that, we need to do this. And the reason why I say that is Ted Kober, who is one of the co-founders of Ambassadors of Reconciliation, this organization that is actually a, an organization that our synod recognizes to be helpful for us in ministry, tells a story about having gone to Rwanda in Africa to help the Christians there to become reconciled with each other. You might remember a couple decades ago, there were two tribes. The two tribes were the Tutsis and the Hutus. And those two tribes tried to exterminate each other. Somehow, peace was established. And they have tried to reconcile these two tribes as Christians through the years. But that reconciliation did not happen, and that's because they focused on the horizontal dimension. This horizontal dimension because they knew and they had heard that God wanted them to forgive other people. But they had not heard that they had been forgiven by God. And because they had been forgiven by God, because they were baptized, they could repent before God, receive God's forgiveness, and then be ready to go and be reconciled. And that's important for us today to realize that helped them. 
Once they learned that they had been forgiven by God, baptized into his name, they were then able to forgive those who had wronged them and vice versa. So I'd like you to notice that in this particular cross, we're going to be focusing on this. Today, especially, we start at the top. What does it mean for us to be reconciled to God? It, it is to remember whose you are. Remember whose you are. This is where we start in the process of being reconciled first to God and then to one another. And as we think about being reconciled with other people, we need to remember, and you're going to hear us explaining this more in time, we need to listen to people's story. Because they have a story, just like you have a story. That story they tell, that story you tell, that story I tell, tells a lot about us, what we've experienced, and who we are, and what God has done for us, and how we in turn can forgive as God has indeed forgiven us. When Ted Kober was preparing to help two Christians work through mediation, he tells the story that one of them said to him, I just want to get this over with so that I'll never have to see this person again. And Ted Kober listened to this person, and then he said to them this, You are related to him because you share the same blood. You share the same blood of Jesus because you have been washed in the blood of Jesus Christ and you will be spending eternity with him in heaven. That's helpful for us as we think about being in conflict with others. Jesus died for them too. So who needs to be reconciled? We'll be unpacking this in time during the series. But first, I need to be reconciled to God, and so do you. Second, we need to be reconciled to others. To someone who has something against me, to someone who has sinned against me. And perhaps, we need to be reconciled to someone else or may not need to. We may need to actually help someone else to be reconciled to someone else. And if that's the case, we must use care. And we'll talk about why and how that can be as we continue on. If you'd like to know more about what does this mean for you and for me to be a baptized child of God and remember whose you are, then I invite you to attend the Bible study on the lower level or to pick up one of the books and you can work on it with your, on your own or with a group of other people. It's useful for us because it contains a lot of God's word and reviews for us what the Lutheran small catechism <laughs> says as well. But probably most of all, our loving God is good news for you and for me. And it's simply this. 
God reconciled the world to himself so that we might be reconciled to him. You are a baptized child of God. And if you're not, I invite you to talk with one of us about how that can happen. Amen.